Forex Fridays, only on Money FM 89.3. We are joined by UOB's senior FX strategist, Peter Cha, who is on the line to, as usual, help us recap the month that was for Forex markets. And never mind what happened in the last month. Let's just talk about the last couple of days and how events in Russia and Ukraine have shaken things up. First off, I do want to greet Peter Cha on the line. Peter, thank you so much for joining us today. Glad to hear you. And your loved ones are in good health and safe during these very uncertain and rather unpredictable times. I hope things are all right with you. And welcome back to the show, sir. Yeah, thank you, JP. Thank you, everyone, for having me. All right. So, you know, Peter, we have to talk about what's been going on in the last couple of days and how this has shaped uh, the outlook for Forex markets, never mind the month of February. I mean, just to bring things up and uh, and to put things into context, we saw the VIX index, which tracks volatility for U.S. markets, continuing to rise up uh, above that 30 level, actually, in recent uh, times. But again, a lot of this really pinned to the situation that's going from bad to worse between Russia and Ukraine, that peacekeeping mission that's erupted to military action of the Donbass and also attacks and strikes hitting various uh, Ukrainian cities. And as we've also noted, it's no surprise that uh, forex markets seem to be more sensitive to these geopolitical events than others. As a longtime veteran F senior FX strategist, how has this shaken up market sentiment in the very sensitive FX space in the last couple of days based on what you've been tracking? I think the 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 climate uh, or the event everyone was looking out for happened yesterday, where where the invasion actually started. So, uh, of course, the markets uh, or the FX markets uh, certainly has reacted. So, I think what what there's a there's a few clear signals has happened. Uh, first is that there is a broad based buying of the US dollar. So, US dollar is always seen as a safe haven. So, in, in terms of uncertainty. Investors typically will will reduce position in the more riskier currency and bind to the dollar. And I mean, dollar is always uh, like the the reserve currency of the world. Right? So, uh, so we have seen that happen. Uh, particularly if you look at the euro against the US, it has went from like uh, in a big way, like from one thirteen to briefly below one twelve, uh, one eleven uh, yesterday. And right now we are just doing just under one twelve. So you're seeing this big movement. Uh, that that there is in the market, and uh, it's of course very subjected to headlines that's hitting the market uh, uh, from the geopolitical side. All right. Now, Peter, the other section of the FX space that might also be getting a lot of favor, and we've seen this also, is safe havens. The flight to safe havens has picked up on more than one occasion the last couple of days. And you yeah. name it, the two standard flavors of choice, the Japanese yen and the Swiss franc, seeing moments of flexing in strength. How are you now viewing the standard, these standard safe havens? And could these be the flavors of the Forex markets for the rest of the week? And let alone also perhaps the, the, next, the next few months, should uncertainty and the situation perhaps continue to persist or even worsen? Yeah, so yesterday, in fact, uh, I was a bit surprised when I saw that the yen, I mean, that's a typical safe haven. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's actually only up, say, at, during the most intense part of that, that yesterday's morning, it was only up, like, say, point, uh, 0.2, 0.3% against the dollar. So, And when the U.S. session came and when equity markets started to recover, the yen was very quick to to to, to start to lose its gains. And, uh, I mean, right now, as we are right now, the yen is, in fact, weaker. Uh, when you compare it to the start of yesterday. So I think it, it, it tells me two things. First thing is that markets, although that the military conflict has started, markets seems to be uh, looking at some very objective angle and say that, okay, maybe this we are closer to the end rather than uh, anything. 
So the buying of safe haven haven't really piled up as what we expected. But of course, I think it's still early days. Uh, I mean, with any uh, military conflict, it's very hard to gauge how long this will track. So uh, I, I think investors will eventually start to relook at yen and even Swiss franc for, for some protection uh, in terms of volatile time. So uh, it's, it's a bit hard to really gauge. But over the longer term, mid to longer term, maybe a couple of months to even one year horizon, we, we think that yen will eventually weaken because uh, that's guided longer end by monetary policy. And the Bank of Japan is in no way going to tighten policy relative to the U.S. Fed. So dollar yen is... Uh, over the longer term, it's getting higher. I, Peter, I want to put those comments you had about the yen and the Swiss franc into context, mm-hmm. given the, your previous comments about the U.S. dollar being quite strong. Yeah. Is the U.S. dollar's strength perhaps one of the reasons also why uh, this flight to safe havens for that's been, and, the, and the flexing of the yen and the franc has been rather limited or spotty? And is this the market's way of perhaps saying that in this time, perhaps the safe haven of choice might actually be the greenback and not these other two? Uh, I think that is also true to a certain extent. I think uh, everyone is looking to where the U- what the U.S. is going to do. So so for now, uh, it seems fairly limited to sanctions. So uh, I think U.S. and allies are not going to be part of the military conflict anytime soon. So uh, the, 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 the currency of choice could be still U.S. dollar. But of course, if we do see that the military conflict expands beyond... Uh, Russia and Ukraine, then that in, the, in that per se, we could really see the, the, the traditional safe haven like uh, the yen and the Swiss franc come into the picture. But for now, yes, I think markets are a bit sanguine on how this is going to go uh, at least in, the, in this point in time. All right, we're still meeting to Peter Chia, Senior FX Strategist at UOB here on Forex Fridays and Money FM 89.3. And here's the real big question, Peter. We know Russia's role is one of the world's biggest producers of oil and gas. And of course, oil and gas is a huge determinant for inflationary pressures that are already high at this point. And there are worries that this could even make things even worse, which leads us to the question about how this might shape the central, uh, central bank decisions and the Fed's very important decision in March. On one hand, this could feed into inflation even more and thus also prompt the Fed to actually act even more aggressively. However, this could also lead to potential stagflation and also hit the economic prospects if oil rises too high. How difficult does this now make the Fed's decision next month? Or do you think that they're actually going to, uh, that this will still, uh, this won't rattle FOMC officials when they hold their two-day policy meeting um, in March? Correct. So, certainly, I think at this point in time, I, I certainly do not envy the job of uh, being a Federal Reserve officer at this mm-hmm. point in time. Uh, I think it's, it's going to be difficult and, and simple at the same time. At the same time, uh, simple, I'll say, explain it. That the decision to, to, to raise interest rate in March, I think they will continue to do so. I think uh, they have telegraphed that uh, pretty clearly. In fact, uh, after the conflict started yesterday, we, we, we do have some Fed officials that came online yesterday night to talk about this, and I think we are almost certain that uh, uh, interest rate lift off will happen in March. Uh, as to the bigger question, would this add to the inflation per, uh, uh, in- inflation issue in the US? I think it's too soon to tell. Uh, currently, I think what what the Fed stand, uh, stands is that this inflation, the persistent high inflation in the U.S. will not magically disappear. So they have to do something about that. 
So the next big question is that will this uh, military conflict add to uh, inflationary pre- pressure? So I think this will take time to pan out. Uh, typically, for for inflation to 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 start feeding down into the real numbers or the real economy, it takes a couple of months. So it remains to be seen how how this will happen. And uh, on your last question about stagflation, about growth. I think we are still early days to really determine uh, to determine whether we are heading towards that decision. But I think what is clear is that the Fed will will move, move in March. The pace after which will depend on how this conflict uh, will eventually uh, uh, change inflation or or growth outlook in the U.S. All right. Um, a similar question now, uh, Peter. We are coming off of that interesting budget uh, last week, which seems like a, like a lifetime ago because of all the events of the last couple of days. But how have the recent events now impacted your outlook on the Singapore dollar? The MAS is expected to tighten even more at their policy ma- um, um, statement. But given how vulnerable a lot of currencies are, tell us how vulnerable has the Singapore dollar, or is the sing is the Singapore dollar to some of these recent events that we've seen also, um, and uh, and could there be some weakness or perhaps some resilience for the local currency? Okay, so in the last twenty four hours, what we have seen is that the Sing dollar has been sold off uh, modestly. In this is in line with uh, the broad sell off in other Asian currency against the US. So we have moved from about one thirty four handle right now. We are comfortably above one thirty five. So if you look at it technically in the short term. I think we'll stay above 135 or maybe trade 136 in the near term, couple of weeks, time, time frame. Uh, and, uh, this will just timely hit. This will just also coincide with the Fed decision in March. So I think there is a lot more dollar support. Uh, previously, I mean, before this conflict, there is only the dollar support coming from the Fed tightening very aggressively. So at right now, and another geopolitical Tension, which creates another source of dollar support. So, uh, taken together, I think we will trade comfortably above 135 uh, in the next couple of weeks or months. And uh, your question on MAS, I think uh, the military conflict will not change the MAS uh, direction much. I think we are still good for uh, uh, further tightening come uh, April and. Uh, and that will bring the sing dollar. I mean, this will all be tightening the sing dollar alongside uh, the, the 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 US Fed. So uh, it's not. I mean, what in short I'm trying to say is that this is not game changer in terms of direction mm. of the dollar. See, we are still head, we are still heading higher, not lower, especially with this military conflict in the background. So. Mm. They're still targeting about 137 by the end of the year. All right, fair enough. Now, you know, with everything that's happened, uh, Peter, my last question for you is. You know, if you take your pick here, right, what is the currency now to watch out for, in your opinion, for March? Which one do you have your sights set on because of everything that's happened and could still unfold? Uh, I think the, the proxy to, 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 to what's happening in, in, in Russia, Ukraine right now, I think I, I'll be closely watching the euro against the U.S. pan because that, that will really tell you uh, how serious or how uh, how serious this is situation or are we in the de-escalating phase? So, if if the military conflict does uh, escalate further, uh, and and we will probably see a very sh- uh, euro that is going to break below one ten uh, in the near term. So that could be something that I'll watch out uh, in the next couple of weeks or in, into March. 
Mm-hmm. A lot of things to really track here, but we'll have to leave it at that. I'd like to thank Mr. Peter Chia, Senior FX Strategist at UOB, for joining us once again on Forex Fridays to help us recap this very memorable and honestly harrowing February for markets, including the FX space. Peter, as always, I wish you and your loved ones continued health and safety during these times. We look forward to the next time you can join us on the show. Meanwhile, I hope you have a great weekend ahead, and we look, for, and we look forward to our next conversation. Cheers. Thank you. Bye-bye. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.